You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I'd be highly impressed if you knew who this was. Looking for someone, that perfect girl. It's a white dude whose name is just Lawrence. That's it. The world, but I'm a little unusual because you see. Any white dude named Lawrence who's singing soul music? He don't need a last name. Fantasy and I must say, I'm looking your way. check one two one two welcome to episode one of hurry before the kids get up a podcast that we are going to be recording while our children are asleep (laughs) either early in the morning or late at night after they go down so we'll see how it goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah they may have some unexpected guest spots You know, but we hope they stay asleep. My name is Kenneth. This is my wife, Anjali. There's no telling what we're going to talk about. But for our first episode, Mm -hmm. I thought it might be good Mm -hmm. to share some information about us, starting with the factual story of how we met. So I'm going to trust you to tell... (laughs) trust the story of how we met i am going to be here to fact check listen like a debate moderator whatever first of all are you ready (laughs) ma'am ma'am picture it sicily 1920 i can't stand you It's a beautiful story. It doesn't start very encouraging. (laughs) Um, So Kenneth and I met November 20th. 20th. Do we? Yeah, I keep. I don't know why I always think that maybe we just had our first conversation. No, we first met November 20th, 2010. I don't know how you forget the day your life was changed forever. Oh boy, here we go. Am I telling this story? You are. I'm fact checking. Are you going to be fact checking silently? That is the question. In real time. No. (laughs) Okay. November 20th, 2010. I had just moved from East Coast, drove cross country, knew Mm -hmm. I needed to be in California, came to LA and immediately wanted to put down some roots. I Googled (laughs) non-denominational churches. Oasis came up. It was like the third church that I visited, I think. Okay. After work, I think. And was looking for something called the cafe. Which was basically room six at the time. They called it the cafe. They did. It wasn't a cafe. But here's the thing. There's a Starbucks right down the street. Like a city block away. Not even. (laughs) And so I, I thought that that was where everybody was meeting for the membership class. Just rented out Starbucks for our membership class. <laughs> I didn't even know. It's LA. Yo, look, I don't know how y'all do it here. So I walked down to Starbucks thinking that there would be familiar faces. There was nobody from Oasis Church, at least not that I knew of. <laughs> so I went back down to the church, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is less than a city block, much less than it's a, a city it's block. A it was. It's completely another streetlight. Walked into the lobby. The service was still going on. And I saw you. 
in the lobby in the lobby the work of my father (laughs) i immediately saw that you were looking at me and immediately turned around and was so not interested you said no the lie detector test determined (laughs) that was a lie with you right now i am just trying to keep you honest (laughs) you were actually really rude when we first met i'm sure i was i was broken but i also was not here for that for what for you to spit game at me i'm not interested in that i was not interested first of all nobody says spit game in 2021 what did i actually say to you (laughs) you want to know what you said to me do y'all want to know what this man said to me (laughs) he said a bunch of Look at you. Look I'm, at you. I'm I, stop. I stop. knew. I was taking bets for who's going to be the first person to cuss. It's not going to be me. <laughs> he said a bunch of stuff that just was not necessary. A bunch what of did I say? Right. You approached me and you said, you asked me something like, are you lost? Are you looking for somebody? <laughs> Hi, like, are you lost? Did you not say that? You looked lost. You I may have asked you, are you looking for something? Can I help you find something? Yeah, you were real helpful. And so I said, yeah, I'm looking for the cafe. I'm interested in becoming a member and there's a membership class tonight. Mm -hmm. And so you started up with different questions. Tell me about your experience here in L.A. at Oasis. And I'm like, oh, so basically being polite, this dude and asking you (laughs) how you were doing (laughs) It was your mannerisms. My mannerisms. It's so difficult. So now that we're, what, 10 years later, it's impossible to share exactly what was going on because it was so long ago. But I can tell you, Mm -hmm. your mannerisms had a lot to do with why I put up my hand and was like, get thee away from me. Asking you what your experience was like. So anyway, whatever. Okay. So um, you asked me specifically, you were you were like, tell me what your biggest challenge has been since being here at Oasis. That sounds like spitting game, but go ahead. So I think I shared some stuff with you and I shared about community. I remember mm. saying that it was really hard. I had never had issues in the past because I've lived in so many different states, moving around in TV. I really kind of specialized in becoming a part of a community. Mm. But what I didn't really understand was going deep. Mm -hmm. in community and really being vulnerable Mm. but i was used to being friendly just not that day (laughs) whatever so i shared that with you and you said oh well i know a handful of women who would be able to help you if you're looking for friendships i was like yeah sure i'm definitely open to friendships Mm -hmm. with women which is what i asked (laughs) you asked me for my email and i immediately panicked i just saw all of my eight email addresses going through my head and i immediately thought which one can i give to this dude that i wouldn't mind deleting later do you know how shady it is to have who has eight email addresses i mean i threw out a random number but the truth is i probably had about six who are you running from i was running from no one but i was used to shady men okay such as the person that i was talking to at that moment being broken (laughs) Yes, I definitely. I was definitely broken in many okay. ways. And Which so we both were. We I was both were. six months into a dating fast. A mentor of mine, shout out Anthony Powell, asked Anthony. me, well, he bet me or challenged me that I couldn't be abstinent for 90 days. So at the time I had agreed to 60. Mm. But when we met, I was six months into it. And there you were looking at me in my face, trying to chat it up Asking with me. you how you were doing. So, can I finish the you story? You know how much you can get done when you're a guy on a dating fast and you're not putting time, effort, or money into you're pursuing? You're not chasing women? 
Yeah, like we're not chasing women. That sounds horrible. Okay, but does, just not dating it? or pursuing somebody. You can get a lot That's done. True. Can I finish? Yes, please. The carry on. True story of how we met. Yes. And so I gave you a random email address and was expecting to delete it once I got some terrible email from you about how you wanted to date me. I just knew it was going to happen. Wow. So um, it's a little presumptuous. It was. But here's where it gets a little bit better. You said that you were going to have some of the women that you knew reach out to me and help me in that area. Mm -hmm. And you did it. Which is what I have done while serving at church. But listen. When people ask for a community, I'm not hollering at anybody. I'm literally <laughs> connecting people to other people. Yeah, and you said you wanted to connect with me. I was like, brother, I'm not connecting. That, cr- that was Christianese. <laughs> that was like, oh, you just need to get connected. Yeah, you need no. to get plugged in. And you thought it was some L.A. nasty. Oh, but here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that you did that was oh, just Lord. so funny. So I'm talking with Kenneth. Are you, are you after, you're talking in the third person? I'm talking telling to- everybody that's listening because I know they want to know. <laughs> I'm talking with Kenneth. After I give him my email address, I can't just walk away, so I'm here now. And he proceeds to tell me that his name was Kenyon. He's <laughs> like, oh, that is a you lie. totally told no. me that your name was Kenyon. I'm like, I don't, okay. No, 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 no. You told me your, you. you told me your name. <laughs> and I asked the origin of your name because I'd never heard your name. Mm-hmm. You told me the origin of your name, yes. which is? It is uh, Indian Sanskrit for um, sacrifice to God. So you told me the origin of your name. And I said, oh, that's really cool. Mm. My name has Kenyan roots. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> Why said. Are you what you said. Why are you hating? Why are you He said, my name has Kenyan roots. You know what? I'm, I'm going like, to call, okay. call Natasha <laughs> and Juliana and, and Grant and some of my African friends. Because I'm not going to stand for this. Kenneth is the masculine version of Kenya. <laughs> I don't know why you're hating. Carry on with the story. So you asked for membership class because you were lost. I helped you be unlost. Oh, Lord. Which was hmm. also the day that I decided I should join membership class, even though I had been at the After church for a, a year. year. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I go to membership class. Oh, you were trifling. Christina Lowe was sitting at my table in membership class. Shout out to CeeLo. Yeah, Pastor CeeLo. She was there. Yeah. We all got our lives together that day. <laughs> And I don't remember you being in the membership class. I'm sure I ran far away. Right. However, you did you have scared? the. I was smart. What did What were you thinking when you first met me? <laughs> oh, I would remember love to is... date him. His name is Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a hater. Oh, that is not even close to what I was thinking. I honestly, I was thinking because I was getting out of a relationship. And so I was like, just not interested. I was so done. I was done. I was so done. Which you broke up. You broke up with the dude after he helped you move to L.A. This was not an that wasn't necessary. (laughs) I just want people to know (laughs) when we met who the shady one was. (laughs) True. Yeah, true. That's true. This was BC. This was this was previous Anjali. Yeah. I'm <laughs> much better. An ordained pastor um. and mother of two now. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. We were okay, definitely so, not thinking the same thing when we first met. So, no, we weren't. Um, you want to know what I was thinking? I don't. Yeah. 
yes, the, I would have never come back to Oasis if that's what I knew you were thinking. Nope. I was six months into a dating fast, but something about you was definitely different. I tried not thinking about you. I thought you were a test from God when we first mm. met. I tried to avoid you like the plague. I remember the next meeting I had with Anthony, I talked about you. It's like, no, we need to pray about this because this is, <laughs> I don't know if this is from the Lord. I don't know if the devil is trying to distract me. But you know what was really cool is that while you were avoiding me, I remember you eventually did email me and we started this correspondence and you said something and I, my response was, oh, Kenneth, my Oasis buddy. Nope. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. First of I all, need I'm him a, to know. I'm a grown man. <laughs> you hit me like just, I remember receiving that message my and Oasis reading that email. Buddy. Kenneth, my Oasis buddy. Hold, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. <laughs> we not, we not. That was the moment that I knew what you were trying to do. I kicked the little door down to your little friend zone you and you're trying to put me in. You did. I remember I called you the next day and said, hey, I would love to take you out on a date, just the two of us and get like, to know oh, you. Oh, shoot. Right. I needed to be real clear about what the situation was, what my intentions were. And you were very intentional. And <laughs> You asked to pick me up for a date. And I lied to you and told you that I lived down the street from where I actually lived because I did not know you. Women. Mm -hmm. Ladies, <laughs> if you got a brother out there who's trying to pick you up for a date, that sounds great. That's wonderful. But if you move to a new city and you are alone, <laughs> it's okay to tell that brother that you live someplace further down than where you actually live. Or just say, no, I can meet you there. Because I think I did say that to you. You did. I was like, I can just meet you there. You said, no. I'm going to pick you up. And I'm like, mm. I also knew you were new to L.A., <laughs> And you are not great with directions. I'm you a smart have a girl. lot of talents. I'm directions a smart girl is not and I had GPS. Which still, <laughs> still didn't lost. change anything. I would still get lost, but that's fine. It's neither here nor there. Uh, so, yeah. And you took me out. We went to I Natalie Ty on Robertson we and Olympic. We went to Natalie Ty, and I laughed so hard I almost peed my pants. It was the best date I've ever had. When did you know you were in love? Oh. And I'm not saying it was the first date. I'm just asking. It when definitely did you was know? not the first date. I had fun. I had a really, really good time. Best date ever. However, I wasn't ready to commit to saying, I love you. Right. So we were on a date or you had picked me up for a date or something and you said I love you to me mm -hmm. and I <laughs> froze. You just were you stayed like, silent. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you stayed silent, I said you love me too. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, and that was that really really ticked me off. Did it tick you off because I was right or because I said it? Because you said it. Oh, but I was right. I don't necessarily know if you were right in that moment. Okay. I was developing feelings for you, Anytime but for you to says, say that was just feelings. cocky. It wasn't cocky. I it knew was how you totally cocky. Oh, I knew on, how you felt it. about me. It was cocky. Confident. Cocky. Confident. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, that's the long story sh long <laughs> of how we met and how we first began our dating. That was really good, babe. You did a really good job. I appreciate that. I was like 75% accurate. Oh, I thought you meant because of the time. Wow. You also did a wonderful job with the time. Thank you. Uh, what about our proposal story? I can tell our proposal story. I'm really proud of you for not saying anything else. Like I, I just told a complete story and you were ready to move on. I, I fact checked when I needed to. Oh, stop. We arrived at the truth. 
So our proposal story. Shout out Aaron Simnowitz. We went on an audition for a show that you thought was the Amazing Race Couples Edition. Yeah, because y'all lied and told me it was. No one lied to you. I do love you, Aaron. We we actually did lie um, about that. And you thought they just never followed up with us. But what happened was they actually contacted me in June uh, of that year. And it was a pilot for a show that was being put on by the producers of the show Punked with Ashton Kutcher. And it was a hidden camera proposal show. I had been filming different scenes and B-roll. We got a ring donated from one of the designers for Tiffany Jewelers and he ended up donating the ring to the network so that we didn't have to pay any taxes on it after hearing some of our story. It's pretty phenomenal. Um, They were really blown away. This was the first relationship I had ever done God's way. Um, What do you mean when you say God's way? Meaning we didn't have sex or live together before we got married. Right. In a way that we feel honored God. Totally. Uh, it was the first time I had ever done that. First time for either of us. Yeah. For both of us. So sharing that story with them, they loved it. So they kind of went above and beyond even for what the show was expecting. And we set up the show October 20th. So pick you up. We drive downtown. The long story short is that <laughs> I proposed while being handcuffed for robbing a jewelry store mm. in downtown LA at the jewelry district. You actually said yes. While I was handcuffed, which Unbelievable. I, I knew at that moment, Unbelievable. ride or die. Listen, I was, I was thinking about a getaway plan. I'm, I'm thinking, how do we get to the border? <laughs> <laughs> so the quick version is we show up. Anjali thinks we're just going ring shopping. We almost get in an argument in the car because I have to wear a solid color shirt. <laughs> For the camera. She has no idea we're filming this, obviously, because it's a hidden camera prank show. There's a button-up shirt that is striped in the backseat <laughs> of my car. And the entire way that we're driving to this proposal, she's telling me to put on this other shirt. I was like, I don't want to wear that shirt. <laughs> You're like, but you are a handsome man. You can wear stripes. I was like, this is not, I don't need affirmation from you to wear a shirt that I bought. This is, she didn't, she was putting on makeup in the car. That was a whole nother stressful point because I think you're beautiful without makeup. But I also knew we were about to be on camera for (laughs) a pilot for a TV show. And if you had let me go on television (laughs) with no makeup, I would never have So in that (laughs) moment, I'm sitting there. Do I go against what I said? Because I have told (laughs) this woman how beautiful I think she is and she doesn't need makeup. Or do I tell her, hey, you should should put on some makeup knowing she's about to be on camera. I was so grateful you started putting on makeup. (laughs) So we show up to what Anjali thinks is a ring shopping appointment. First of all, let me just interject here. It took so much just to get you to say yes to going ring shopping not true that that is so true kenneth we because we had gone so we much. did not ring shop a lot baby. i we could didn't. have designed rings by the time we went to get this ring the we, of time went we went to i think three locations over the course of a few months no, 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 no. and i was so frustrated with you because every time i wanted to go ring shopping it was like pulling teeth no we went to and you Robin's were so Brothers, not interested one and there was one time in the there was mall, one place in the mall and that too. And you walked over and you set up an you were trying to set up an appointment for me. You know what? When do you guys open? When when does he need to come? Listen. I don't need you to set a play I date was trying for me to get the... it done. 
but you were you were really like resistant to it and just you because, gave me such a hard time because and I, I didn't know why this TV show and network and jeweler were going to give us obviously you a knew custom but made I didn't ring. know so I'm sitting here making life choices like is this not the man for me it should should I just move on is he ever gonna propose not even just propose you didn't even want to go ring shopping i knew your ring size and i knew what you wanted but what else do we need to talk about But listen let's just say that there was no secret proposal yes and you are suddenly the man who doesn't want to go ring shopping with his girl after y'all have been together for about a year yeah what would you tell that man what would you tell that woman you tell her you need does he know you need to does he know your ring size stop it does he know what you want is he intentional moving on then trust him Finish your We show up for this appointment. Uh, it's one of those glass front jewelry stores and we have an appointment. They have to buzz you in. But in the hallway, Anjali runs into this woman who... Kimmy. She, Kimmy, who she doesn't know. This girl named Kimmy. And they it's evidently been 10 become, years and I remember her name. <laughs> evidently, they become best friends in five minutes. I wasn't there because I had gone back downstairs. I said that I left something in the car. The appointment was for 10 a.m. Yes. We get there. The lights are off. Here's the thank you. It's my turn to bring some truth. I am telling this story. (laughs) We get there at ten o'clock. That's our appointment time. But the owner of the shop's not there, so we're waiting outside of a dark showroom. Right. So I go downstairs in the hallway. Forgot something. You you said you had his business card in the car, so you went down to get it. I stayed and waited for you to come back. Kimmy shows up, some random woman, really really sweet, and she introduces herself. I introduce myself. She says, oh, do you guys have an appointment with the jeweler too? And I immediately was disappointed because I thought we had the showroom all to ourselves, which I was just so excited about that. But then I thought we have to share it with another couple. That's cool. And she said, yeah, I'm really excited because my boyfriend and I made the appointment and I think he's going to propose soon. I was like, oh, that's amazing. We're kind of in the same boat. (laughs) You're suddenly best friends. We're suddenly best friends. And so she says, by the way, where is he? And she says, oh, I'm going to go back downstairs and see if he got lost. So she goes back downstairs. I'm by myself again. Then seconds later, you come back (laughs) and the jeweler turns the lights on. Boom. We're in business. We I'm walk excited. in for our appointment. We walk too. in, and he says, "Kenneth, based on the conversation, I remember this like it was yesterday. Oh, based this on you the remember. Com- I remember this. Based <laughs> on the conversation that we were having before, I think we have the perfect ring for your girlfriend. And I'm thinking, oh, you do. And you saw the ring. You didn't mention I had a dream about this ring. Yeah. So Anjali had a dream and told me this ring that she just saw in a vision one night. Uh, and we went looking everywhere. It was a sapphire ring, oval setting, micro pave, three quarters around the band. Get it. Get it I told you I could it. design rings Get it. Time, as many times we talked about That's this ring. That's sexy, babe. Keep talking. Um, so we walk in, <laughs> not knowing there was a ring I had custom designed in the middle of the showroom. So she sees the ring. He shows mm. her this ring. And the first words out of her mouth are... <laughs> Babe, that's the ring Jesus wants me to have. <laughs> Which, if we were shopping, you basically just set me up for an L. He could have charged you whatever he wanted at, at that, that point. At that point, yeah. You don't say that while you're shopping for a ring. So anyway, she sees this <laughs> ring, and he says that 
he doesn't like to discuss prices in front of pretty women or something. And he takes me around the corner. We leave Anjali in the showroom and he says, hey, everything's safe with you here, right? We're going to be right around the corner. He, He takes the ring. I tried it on. He takes the ring back. And he puts it into the case, but he doesn't close the case all the way. It's not fully closed. And he looks at me and he says, I'm going to take Kenneth down this way to discuss pricing. Can I trust you in here with this ring by yourself? And I almost said something to him. I was like, can you trust me? Who do you? I'm sorry. (laughs) What? And so I just said, yeah. And um, so you guys go. I'm sitting here looking around the showroom. Lots of beautiful pieces of jewelry. But my ring. The ring Jesus wants you to have. The ring Jesus wanted me to have was sitting there just singing to me. (laughs) So we go around the corner. (laughs) We actually go around the corner to another store that they had set up as a studio with monitors and everything. This is where the actual TV crew is. Anjali was an intern at the time at our church and I had all the women she was in internship with come that morning. So they're all in this back waiting room watching this entire thing on the monitors. While she's in there alone, this girl Kimmy magically appears again. Kimmy comes back. Knocks on the door. Mm Mm-hmm. You open the door because you're best friends. Well, it's a showroom, so and it's and it's all glass. It's very protected. You have to so be buzzed in. You have in. to be buzzed in unless somebody opens the door from the inside, which you so did. So she knocks on the glass, and I'm like, Kimmy, because you're hey, best girl. friends now. So you open the door. She walks in, walks right by you, says nothing, say walks anything. around behind the counter, and takes an arm and swipes all the jewelry oh, into her purse into this beautiful louis vuitton bag and i just oh my gosh my heart sank. and she walks right back out she never said a word to me and walks right back out after never robbing the jewelry store and i stood there in disbelief there was nobody around except an older man in a showroom directly across from us and he saw it <laughs> and i looked at him and i said help <laughs> And I said, stop her. And he just acts like he can't hear me. He's like moving his arms around his ears. And I'm like, dude, I know you can hear me. And that guy was Mervin. He was the person who actually designed the ring. It was his store. It was his store. (laughs) So anyway, Kimmy leaves. She's robbed the jewelry store. Anjali's sitting there frozen in the store, not knowing what to do. panicking. The fake jewelry store owner and I come back around the corner. Immediately. He asks, what's going on? He hits an alarm. The entire floor, an alarm starts going off. Police show up. The the two oh, biggest police awful. officers I've ever seen in my life. They look like WWE wrestlers. <laughs> they were actually off-duty police officers uh, and a detective. The detective stays with Anjali. He's going to interrogate Anjali. And the two officers take me around the corner and they're going to be interrogating me. So Anjali's in there for 10, 15 minutes being interrogated by this guy. She's bawling, crying. Oh, it's awful. Uh, he's asking her different things. And he's like, and how long take- have you known? Yeah, how long have you known this guy? And he's like, he's, this guy. He, he's a volunteer on staff at our church. <laughs> I was so crushed at what Kimmy had done to me. <laughs> like, Kimmy, if you guys just go get Kimmy, you guys walk past her. She went that way. I was like, you, you're, you're interrogating the wrong person. The person that you should be talking to is walking down the street with a Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton bag full of beautiful jewelry including my ring can so you then, go talk to her <laughs> so then you're sitting there being interrogated and he's like you sure know a lot about this kimmy person <laughs> it was awful so the two big officers they fan something in my eyes that it waterworks as yeah. soon as they fan this stuff in my eye my eyes are like faucets 
So the two dudes grab me by the arms. Like I said, they're they're big. So they're big enough that when they're carrying me around the corner, my feet are barely touching the ground. I'm bawling, crying. Anjali, to this point, had never seen me cry. Never. Uh, so she sees I come oh. around the corner handcuffed. The detective tells Anjali, hey, we have good news and bad news. The good news is you're off the hook. We know you had nothing to do with this. The bad news is your boyfriend confessed to everything. <laughs> He's going to be going to prison for a long time. So if there's anything you want to say to him, Now's the time to do it. And you turn into Batman. I looked at you and I was like, Swear sorry, to wait, me. What? You confessed. Confessed to what? <laughs> confess it to me. Confess it to me. Look me in my face. And confess it to me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there handcuffed. I tell her, I confess to you that none of this is real. Two hidden cameramen come out from behind. Immediately. These pillars. They were in the store with her the whole time. And I said, I also confess to you. I don't want to spend another day of my life without you as my wife. Will you please marry me? And I, I heard none of this. I don't even think you ever said yes. I never You're just heard any shaking, of that. crying. I give you a hug, and as I'm hugging you, all the women that you were interning with come around the corner. Anthony and Bonnie are there. Uh, Lynette, who you were interning with her at the time, they're all in the showroom now outside watching you through the through the glass walls. They're all there staring at me. And you felt what? You felt betrayed? I felt numb. <laughs> I did not know what was happening and all i could think was i'm going to prison for something i didn't do this is so this is how it happens this is how it happens <laughs> we were just ring shopping we five were just minutes ring ago shopping. i was just eating a banana and that was all my life is just done shout out to ashley abercrombie and jihan oh, torres i love them um, they were they were really helpful so they took you they out lied to, eat. to me the most probably they took you out to eat several days before this proposal to a restaurant that was staged the three of you were the only people in there that weren't actors the host of the show was actually sitting behind you and while you're having dinner she came up and asked you for what for a tampon or something yeah she so evidently they wanted to see how gullible i was they wanted to see if you would help a stranger in need which obviously which let them know that if kimmy knocked on the door after you had met her and felt befriended you would open the door Yeah, in the restaurant. I knew it was strange because G was wearing this fur vest and it was not cold. I was like, okay, you look good, girl. You might be hot, but you you look good. (laughs) She was mic'd up. She had to hide the mic. She was mic'd up. And so uh, the girl behind us, that's who it was. Yeah, you're right. And she said, I'm so sorry to bug you, but I need a tampon and I don't know who else to ask. You're like the only women in in the building. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. I don't have this, but I do have this. And so I gave her something else and she was like, oh, you're so sweet, thank you. And I even went back later and was like, are you okay? Did you find it? Did you find what you needed? And so they knew that I was gullible. And we actually had the show never made it because it never the, aired. No, the, the producers who were making the show tried to sell it to Oxygen, which is a network primarily watched by women. Mm-hmm. And the way they tried to spin it was that it was boyfriends who were pranking their girlfriends to get revenge on wedding obsessed girlfriends, which you weren't. And nope. that just wasn't our story. So the cool thing is the show never aired. We still got the free ring. We we got our bands for free. We had mm-hmm. an amazing story, an amazing experience. And you said yes to a man who proposed to you on one knee while being handcuffed for robbing a jewelry store. I'm still in awe, still shocked <laughs> and in awe. And I was sick for three days. Because of the adrenaline. Because of all that you put me through, Marshall. I did feel bad for that. You should have felt bad for that. All you ate was soup and oatmeal for <laughs> two or three days. I felt yeah, so I bad. Was, I was sick. I was 
However, I had my my ring and my fiance. Hey. To keep me warm. <laughs> Eight and years now, later, here we are. Eight years later, here we are. Another cool story. I want to share two more stories for this first babies. episode. The prophecy we got about our children Ooh, and then yeah. the biggest argument we've ever had. Pre-marriage. <laughs> do you want to tell the story about the word we got about our children? So something that I do when I put our babies down to sleep is I tell them the story of how they came to be. And how they came to be is a longer version of this story. So Kenneth and I were dating. And so you came to me and you said, hey, babe, the youth are going to have a prayer lock in. And so I really think I want to go because I feel like God has something he wants to say to me if I go there. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, gosh, yeah, go for it. So the next morning you called me and you said, oh, my gosh, I have so much to tell you. Can I pick you up and take you to brunch? You picked me up. We went out to eat. and You said God spoke to me. I knew he was going to speak to me, and he did. At this time, we were engaged, but not yet married. Were we even engaged? We were. Okay, so you said God spoke to me. He said we're going to have a boy in our fifth year of marriage and a girl in our seventh year of marriage. And I was so excited. (laughs) Because, not because of the kids, because I knew I would have five years Mm. to be with you, to learn about you, to get to know you as my husband, to... And also, I knew we were going to get married. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that clinches it. There we go. <laughs> Not really even processing, I think, fully the fact that we were going to have children. It's really hard to process that until the child is like, it's hard to even process being a mom, or at least it was for me, until I was like maybe a few months in. Mm. <laughs> I was still to like... see yourself as a mom. I was like, why does my husband keep calling me this child's mom? Like... <laughs> I didn't feel like a mom. But yeah, it was really, really cool because I knew I had some time with you. Yeah. And how amazing is it that you heard God speak that so clearly? Yeah, it was really, really cool. There was uh, friends of ours who we love who had recently experienced a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And when I was praying and God gave me that word, you're going to have a son in your fifth year and a daughter in your seventh year, and to confirm that this is a word from me, I am going to give you a word for someone else to confirm it. Mm. And he told me that they were going to have a son 18 months from that prayer lock-in, which they did. They had their first child, and uh, and it was a boy, and they had a son. So we, as soon as we found out we were pregnant, the first time we began saying his name, Maverick, and and him, before long before we knew, I didn't need confirmation we were confident in walking that out right. in the five years leading up to us getting pregnant and the two years between maverick and judah claire we never started anything ended anything and i am not saying this is everybody's story do not walk yeah, this, this out totally just ours because <laughs> say god told us five years and end up with a honeymoon baby and be mad at me this is our story and how we walk that out but yeah we never did anything different and we had our son in our fifth year of marriage uh, we got pregnant with our daughter and, and the same her story. And in our seventh year of marriage. Yeah. And it's really cool, too, because um, I one thing that I love that we did was that we talked about our kids by name yeah. years before we ever conceived them. Years. Which was weird to some people because they're like, well, you don't actually know. It was like, well, this is, we were confident that this is what he told us. Yeah. Man, how many other areas of my life should I be operating on? <laughs> Just believe that he said what he said. And if it doesn't come true, it's on him. It's going to happen. If it came from him. That's right. Which is a perfect transition, talking about kids, Mm -hmm. into the biggest argument we've ever had. So I was like, are you wanting me to tell this story? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. I don't want you to tell it and get re-upset. 
the biggest argument that we have ever had, at least before we got married. Tell the people what the biggest argument we had oh, was Oh, no, about. you want me to tell the people. So Kenneth and I were dating. No, 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 no. It was a one-word answer. What was the <laughs> argument about chitlins? <laughs> For those who don't know what chitlins are, chitterlings. I'm from the South. I grew up with a grandmother who, actually both my grandmothers on both sides of my family, made chitlins for certain occasions when we would uh, eat as a big family. My my dad's side made chitlins, a family from Louisiana, mm-hmm. and my mom's side, Menudo. So I don't even know if it's just a southern thing. It's just a... Well, Menudo is not, but yeah. Pig intestines. Chitlins. <laughs> Exit route. Chitlins is a southern thing. Because <laughs> so, of your response during the argument, you know that it, it is a southern thing. You know that. So we are planning a trip to go fly and meet Anjali's family so that I can ask her father's permission, uh, blessing to propose to her. And she tells me how much she used to love cooking with her grandmother and how much she missed that and the things they would cook. And she mentions she mentions chitlins. I said, "Okay, well, I'm not eating chitlins. And her response was, if I cook them with my grandmother, you're going to eat them. I said, listen, I'm not eating chitlins. Our kids aren't eating chitlins. And she took offense to that because at the time, remember, this is a woman I had not proposed to yet, who I just told what her kids were not going to do and what I wasn't going to do. And she blew up. Sure did. So I'm sitting there (laughs) confused. Why is she so upset? Because my response was, you don't even eat chitlins. Why are you tripping? (laughs) And if you're in an argument or disagreement with, uh, with your wife or with your girlfriend, never, ever 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 ask them why they are tripping even if it is 100 percent verifiable that they are in fact tripping <laughs> in that moment you don't ask that mm. and i'm asking what the issue is so we blow up we didn't talk for a day or two and we ended up going to meet with anthony and bonnie who were doing our premarital counseling at the time and we bring it up bonnie is listening to the story and she immediately says oh I well i know bonnie. what this is about wisdom she said you just told a woman who you have not proposed to who you know came out of a broken abusive relationship what she was going to do with her children so the issue became control for her i was still thinking we were talking about (laughs) chitlins so i didn't understand what the problem was i thought we were talking about chitlins i was like why are you this passionate about chitlins <laughs> but it had switched into a conversation about control mm. for you mm-hmm. and then anthony didn't make it any better because <laughs> he was like wait you called her grandma a slave which, <laughs> which i did not I, god bless her i did not say that what i said was what so because say? now we're heated and we're arguing um, so i said stuff i shouldn't have said yes, but what did. i said was listen we are free now. We Ooh. have a choice. I'm not eating anything on the exit route that you have to strap to a water hose. This is not soul food. This is slave food. I'm not eating that. And so we, I, again, passionately thinking I am arguing about chitlins. She is arguing about control. So that's, that's, that was, oh, that was a, that was a learning lesson. That was lesson. a really big argument. It was that I thought was about chitlins for two days. And I, I remember talking to Jesus about it. Like, God, are you sure this is the woman that Listen, you want me to pursue and marry? We were both in Jesus' She is ear. tripping about chitlins and she doesn't even eat chitlins. What if we have a conversation about something real? <laughs> oh, Lord. I think that one thing that we both learned was that you should think before you speak. Are you talking about me? 
Oh, me specifically. <laughs> you were very free with your speech. And that was something that frustrated me. My filter has gotten better over the years. I actually have a really, really strong filter. You, you should hear the things don't. I don't say out loud. I do usually hear most hear a of lot the of, things. Well, you're my wife. Yes. You're my, my rib, my Eve. You're supposed oh, to hear boy. those things. Oh, Lord. Yes. But I think the lesson was mm. communication. Even though men and women speak the same language, we don't speak the same language. And you have to be able to translate through those lenses and be able to communicate together. Being aware that miscommunication can lead to something completely different than what Seriously. either of you are talking about. Now, repeat back what I just said. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. No! <laughs> yeah, miscommunication. Lesson learned. Yeah. And we're, we're wiser and better because of it. Yeah, now we're making all new mistakes, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this That's is awesome. so much fun doing this with you. I love you. I love this you is too. Is there anything else you would like to say for episode one before we head out? Man, this is so cool that we get a chance to to do this together i've been yeah. looking for uh an opportunity to like have some type of creative outlet for both of us mm. and you are literally the most creative and smartest person that i've met ever oh but you trying to make me cry no okay even thugs cry Stop. tupac cried king david cried and he killed more people than anybody in the bible <laughs> okay so <laughs> you just went off in some different direction it's totally fine everything's fine i love you I love you too. This was fun. Let's do it again next week. We'll do it again next week? Yeah. Cosmic satisfaction. Always bringing new mystery. Well, that's episode one. Done. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in and joining us. If there's any feedback, any thoughts you guys have, anything you want to talk about, uh, any questions you want to ask, hit us up at Team Marshall podcast at gmail.com yeah we want to hear from you we gotta go before the kids get up <laughs> peace I swear that you'll cause me I swear that I won't swear no more I swear if I lost this I swear that I keep on running back to you I swear that you'll cause me I swear that I won't swear no more I swear if I lost this I swear that I keep on running back to you Dreams take concentration So so